There he is. Hey, what's up, man? Chilling, man. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Good to see you. I, I know you're an extremely busy guy. I know you're working hard today. Yeah, um, yeah. I appreciate hey, your patience. Hey, no problem. Um, so to kick it off, for the half a person listening that doesn't know uh, who you guys are, um, t- just t- tell us a little bit uh, about who you are and what Amazon Lit is. Okay, fantastic. I think that's a great way to kind of kickstart this this little interview here. Um, so I'm half of Amazon Lit. The my business partner, who's actually sitting in the room next to me, Sebastian, is the other co-founder, and we created Amazon Lit because we saw like a lack of transparency and authenticity in the Amazon consulting mentoring space. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a lot of people, I'm sure you've seen them as well, mm-hmm. you know, people selling courses, providing information, and they just lack the, the honest experience to kind of help someone scale their business. So we kind of wanted to fill that void. And we started Amazon Lit about two years ago, a little over two years ago. And from there, it's taken off. We've mentored personally, one-on-one mentored over 400 clients. Wow. Um, the country, met with a lot of those clients in person. And it's it's really growing exceptionally fast. I'm excited about it. And it, and it brings me a lot of joy as well. I can tell. And that's, that's one of the reasons that I like following you guys. And when I very first saw, I used to have a fitness page. I was very into personal training. And then I quit Instagram. And when I came back, uh, you, you guys were one of the very first accounts that I followed. And, uh, I've, and honestly, I've, that's the main thing that I noticed was the authenticity. And uh, that's, that's my favorite part about it. Like the operation that you guys have going on is insane in itself. Uh, but the people that you are, I think, is the most important thing. And um, so I, I kind of wanted to start with how did you get into the Amazon game in the first place? Like what like where were you at before and what was the kind of the transitioning process of you getting into it? Yeah. So I think I think it would be best to start even before I started selling on Amazon. So mm-hmm. I know Sebastian. I've known Sebastian for, I don't know, maybe 16, 17 years now. Um, we grew up together, you know, hanging out, running the streets, doing all the wild stuff that young people do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we always kind of parted ways, but met back together, parted ways, met back together. And we just always had this connection. And, and about seven years ago, he started um, our Amazon, this Amazon business in his basement. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, I remember I went into his basement. It was right around the holidays. He had all these products. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm selling products on Amazon. And I laughed in his face. You know, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah you're selling products on Amazon, you know. And then um, maybe a year and a half, two years went by. And I started working for him, um, stickering products. At that time, man, I couldn't hold a job for you know, more than three, four weeks at a time. I was doing construction. I was working at a car wash. I was delivering pizza. I was working in restaurants. I was doing pretty much anything. And I was a college student at the time. I was lost. Mm-hmm. You know, completely lost. I was broken. I, I struggled with some some other issues. And, and I just couldn't get my shit together at that time. And, um, and then Sebastian, you know, he... He offered me a, a full-time position, and I started in the warehouse packaging products and, and you know, doing the, 
doing the everyday work, shipping products, packaging products, stickering products, counting invoices, going through purchase orders, just the, the regular, you know, warehouse work. And then I, I started managing some, some uh, employees. And then I don't know, maybe, maybe three years ago, um, I was made the COO, and ever since then, we've just really, you know, between Sebastian and myself and Humble Ted, who, who I believe, have you ever met Humble Ted? I, I don't think, I've, I haven't met him, but I've heard of him. <laughs> yeah, and that's really it, man, and that's, that's kind of, like, that's like the short, you know? That's yes. Like the, the synopsis story. So when did you get into actually helping other people grow their Amazon accounts then? Um, I want to say it was August, it was like August of 2018. So we're coming up on two years now that we started Amazon lit. We, so really what we did was, I'm sure you've seen Kevin David before, Mm -hmm. right? He's he's always advertising how he teaches people to sell on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, So we saw Kevin David and we're like, we need this guy's course. Like, I want to see what this guy's course is, you know? So we, uh, we, we purchased this course and we watched it and we were so disappointed, mm. you know, so disappointed. And I remember like it was yesterday, we were sitting in the office next to me and we watched this course and we're like, this guy is a joke. And then we started researching him and we find out he doesn't even sell on Amazon anymore. And I was like, this guy is hustling people, mm-hmm. you know? And we're like, we need to, we need to fill this void. So at that time, when you first started kind of putting your content out there and offering these services, how knowledgeable, so you, I'm assuming you felt extremely knowledgeable at that point when you started that. And do you, do you yeah. think that you've learned more and grown more since then, since helping all these people? A hundred percent. Every time. Like, that's why I was a couple minutes late. I just got done with an hour and a half consultation with one of our uh, eight-week clients who we meet with weekly and we help him, you know, start his business from scratch. And he teaches me a lot because it's just like just little things that I'm I'm so used to seeing all the time that I don't notice. Mm-hmm. And then a client will ask me a question like, hey, what's this? Or how does this work? Or what do you do? And I'm like, wow, like it's been so long since I've even thought about that. And then I spend the time to research it and relearn it. And then I just expand my knowledge all around. I love that. And that is a perfect segue into the next question that I have for you, which is since you started, so that was seven years ago. And, and you know, Amazon, just like any envi- business environment, is usually an ever changing market and an ever changing thing. So I wanted to ask you how your game plan has changed over the years in how you approach selling on Amazon. What, what's different now? Yeah, so it's it's completely changed. In the beginning for us, we focused more, we focused less on profit dollars and more on sales. You know, so um, A, when we started, it wasn't as competitive. Um, so we were able to sell a lot more inventory. But even if it did get competitive on a specific listing, I didn't care if I was making 75 cents a dollar on a sale. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get, we wanted to get those sales, generate sales so we could get more customer reviews and build a huge Amazon. You know, the same reason why we only have one Amazon account is because we're, we're, we're big picture guys. We wanted to grow a huge Amazon business. And now what's really changed for us is we're able to scale back and strictly focus on profit margins and growing that. 
2019, we did an extra $1.5 million in gross profits just from focusing on gross profits and scaling back our business. Now, for somebody who isn't as uh, hasn't grown quite as big of an account or somebody just getting started or somebody who's been dabbling with it, should they focus on the profits or should they do what you guys did in the beginning and just focus on generating sales? Yeah, well, obviously you need you, you're, you're operating a business, right? So you need to make some profits. I would never tell any business owner to be like, no, don't make any profits. Just sell products for four years, mm-hmm. you know, and don't make any money. Like, obviously you need to make profits. But in the beginning, first, first even year or two, maybe even three years, like everything should be A, reinvested. And B, if you're not making huge money, like as long as you can support yourself and get by and put food on the table, put gas in the car, you know, put your kids in daycare, whatever you got to do, then that should be sufficient. You know, people work 15 years at the same job and then all of a sudden it takes them two years to build a business and they're like, this is ridiculous. Mm. So did you, did you, so you said you never held a job for more than three weeks and I can really relate to that because I haven't either. I, I think the longest job I had was at a factory in my hometown and that was right around the time my daughter was born. I was there for like two months, but I was only there because I was having a newborn baby and I was 18 years old and I was like, all right, I need, I need to have some kind of income. But, um, so I, I guess I, was that always something that that you always felt you had to be self-employed? Like, did, do you feel like what you're doing now is is truly what you were meant to do? Um, you know what? I don't know. I feel yeah. I feel like it was what I was meant to do, but it's definitely not like what my parents wanted me to do. And for a while, I thought what my parents wanted me to do was what I needed to do. Mm. You know, that that's exactly like why I went to college and graduated, you know, um, and like I don't use my degree, but that's what they wanted for me. And I made a commitment to do that. And it took me almost 10 years to complete it, but I finished it and like I made it happen. And now I have this degree that's a really expensive piece of paper that I do absolutely nothing with. So for a while, I got confused my dreams and their dreams. And I think, you know, Gary Vee talks about it all the time. It's like it doesn't matter like what they want from you for you, but it's challenging to separate that, especially when you're really young. Mm-hmm. It's challenging, like, okay, this is their dream. This is not my dream. I don't have to live their dream. I agree. Now, obviously, you're living, you know, you're happy as hell, you know, you're doing your thing and you have no regrets, I hope. But if you could no. go back or maybe talking to a younger version of yourself, would you have spent all that time in school or would you have just gone for something else a, a long time ago? Um, hmm. That's a tough one, you know, because I, so what going to college taught me was it taught me a lot of how to deal with people. It taught me accountability, accountability. It taught me how to manage my time. It taught me how to manage money because I was pretty broke. Um, so it taught me a lot of life skills, but really it's like, did I need to go to school to do that? I don't know. That's just the route I went. So I don't really have an answer for that. Like, yeah. I couldn't tell you, like I should have or I shouldn't have. It's just what I did and here I am. Fair enough. Um, so <laughs> so as, as, as far as Amazon goes, that's obviously your guys' main thing. But are there any other e-commerce platforms that you guys dabble with? Yeah, eBay. Um, at Walmart, our second largest, um, there, which isn't really that large at all. We do maybe 
I don't know, five to eight thousand a month uh, on eBay and five to eight thousand a month on Walmart. So it's like not even one percent of our Amazon sales. But what we use those marketplaces for is selling products that we got kicked off of a listing on Amazon. Maybe eBay, we take slightly damage, close to expiration. We just use it to liquidate inventory, and we don't really focus on purchasing products for those marketplaces. Okay, and now for the people like me who, like, to be honest with you, I'm not uh, quite sure when you say selling on Walmart, uh, I don't really have any experience with that. So enlighten me on on what you mean when you say selling on Walmart. So Walmart has a seller portal, just like Amazon Seller Central or eBay has their seller's portal. Walmart has a seller's portal where you can actually list as a seller on walmart.com. So just like Amazon, not everything sold by Amazon on Walmart.com, not everything sold by Walmart, a lot of the people selling products are third-party sellers like myself. Wow, I did not know that. So so could you literally retail arbitrage Walmart products on Walmart.com? Like, could you buy clearance items at Walmart and then sell them on Walmart.com? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, technically, technically you could, but, but here's the thing, but here's the thing. <laughs> If, if Walmart's still in stock, you'll never be able to compete with them, you know? And they're everyday products. They're always in stock on. So, like, the way it works is you're not going to – if someone searches for that product, Walmart's product is going to populate, and they're not going to buy your product that's $10 more. Right. Buy Walmart's product. I get know? that. So, I mean, without jumping into too much detail, like, where where do you source your products for Walmart then? I mean, is that, is that or is that just kind of overstock stuff from eBay or yeah, stuff around from the warehouse? Our products that didn't make it to Amazon. So we don't buy specifically for Walmart. Yes. Um, we just, we buy for Amazon and then what gets left over or, or what we can't sell because uh, brand approval or restrictions mm-hmm. or, you know, the ASIN got merged and extra inventory, then we take it to Walmart. Do you know of anybody who has made a career out of Walmart being a Walmart seller? Uh, I do not personally know. I do not. Gotcha, gotcha. I was just wondering because I honestly, you, <laughs> I know uh, you. I mean, I feel ashamed for not knowing that you could sell on Walmart.com, but until just now, I didn't know, and I'm sure a lot of people listening didn't know either. Um, yeah, yeah. So as far as other e-commerce platforms. What's next for you guys? That's what everyone wants to know is what's next. What is, what's on the horizon that you're kind of eyeing up? Because I know when we met in Nashville, uh, when we were all eating dinner, you guys were talking about how you're big picture guys, how you're always yeah. looking for the next thing. You got, you got one eye on what's currently going on and the other one is looking on the horizon for the next thing. Um, so what, what's been on your mind as far as the future for e-commerce? Oh man, Jared, there's so much on our minds and on our plates. We are, and that's absolutely the fact. We are definitely big picture guys. And, and really for us right now, what Sebastian's focusing on is software. Um, he's, he manages a team of seven web developers and he's really building software, um, to offer as a service for other Amazon sellers, built by Amazon sellers, made for Amazon sellers. And it's going to change the lives of thousands and thousands of people worldwide because it's designed by people who use the software every single day. You know, like when you go use a repricer 
uh, I don't want to name any, but you go use a repricer or you use a listing, a cross-listing manager um, to list on different marketplaces. Like the people who design those, they never sold on Amazon or sold on eBay. They're just intelligent people who know how to code. You know, so, and there's not, I've never ran into a company that is owned by someone who sells on Amazon. So there's a huge disconnect in those business models and they really have no idea of Amazon updates and new information that's dropping. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but we're gonna fill that void. So that's kind of what Sebastian's doing. Um, for me, uh, I'm really growing Amazon Lit. That's, my, that's one of my main priorities is continuing to grow Amazon Lit. In a couple weeks, we have a, um, we're calling it an emerging program. It's called Resellers RI. It's a Amazon program that's going to be dropping to the public in a couple weeks, and it's going to be available for purchase. It's in depth. It's taken us two years to create it. It's got you know hundreds of hours of content. It's just it's it's intense. It's so intense. Is that a that's a video course then, like a training yeah. package? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a video. It's a video training, and it comes with uh, personalized mentoring as well. So group group mentoring where we're going to sit with all the members once a week, you know, for eight weeks and, and guide them through the initial steps. And then for the remainder of the year, for the next 10 months, we'll meet with them once a month, answer any questions. They'll have direct access to us. It comes with templates, discount links. It's it's pretty much it's, it's like a, a get your business scaling, you know, package. I love that. I love that. And that's going to be public when? Um, we were shooting for... We're shooting for June 15th. Awesome. That's coming up. Now, yeah. I, as much as I love discussing e-commerce with you, there is one thing that I wanted to dive into because I think that people are fuel. And, uh, you know, when I was around you guys and then even consuming your content inspires me. So I kind of wanted to know, like, what is your mindset like? Not like what is motivating you to, to keep pumping out all this content to keep putting in those 15 hour days to do everything that you do and how do you do it with such high energy and with such passion yeah so I've, I've, I've seen the lowest of lows you know I've been completely broken and lost as a man as an adult not just as a, as a teenager I've been you know broken and practically soulless as a, as a grown man you know just not too many years ago and like so I know what it's like to be at the lowest of lows so at the forefront every morning when I wake up in the day is, is gratitude you know because I'm truly blessed to, to be able to live and I didn't think I was going to make it to 32 years old you know the lifestyle I used to live so gratitude's at the forefront that passion and that positivity and that daily motivation and then really i just i love what i do i love coming to work i love i love doing what i do i love selling products on amazon and i love helping other people sell products on how like when you so when you first started stickering products and whatnot for sebastian how has your how is your mindset on how you look at how you look at business changed since then. Do you think you've become more motivated? Because I feel like some people, as they get more successful, they can become less motivated. But you, I mean, you the work that you put in is crazy. You know what I mean? For somebody who's achieved 
uh, you know, a level of success that you're at, you still have that fire and that motivation to keep looking for a new outlet to succeed. You know, you're still putting together new programs, putting out new content, looking for ways to grow the business. What keeps you motivated to do all of this? Just, just straight passion, you know, and it's, I, I gotta say this too, it does not hurt to be in business with, with my best friend, you know, like Sebastian and I, we go way back, so like, it's like, when I'm here till, like last night we didn't leave till about 1am, the night before we didn't leave till 1am, and tonight we're probably gonna be here till 1am, you know, but when you're just, when you're working side by side, you know, you have, uh, what's what's your buddy's name? Caleb. Yeah, Caleb. Yeah. So you know what it's like you know, to just be like, you know, like a twelve o'clock night at the warehouse. It's just like it's just like hanging out. Yeah, you got the music bumping, being productive. It's you know, you get it. Now, so that helps. Yeah. That definitely, that's, that's one of the best things is working with your friends and uh, being able to, and then also being able to employ your friends too and your family is, is a super great part. And that's uh, one thing uh, to wrap it up is uh, you guys have a warehouse, a huge warehouse with how many employees, like 30 something? Yeah, right now we got about 38. Wow. So that so are you so, and you said that you are kind of the operator of of the warehouse. What goes on? Oh well, so I'm the COO of, of our Amazon business, and we do have managers who manage specific groups downstairs. So we have a manager managing uh, the pickers. We have a manager managing the packers, and then they all report to myself. So when did you guys get your first warehouse? Because I you guys have posted pictures of you know, Sebastian's house, and then as you've progressed, what was it like when you got that very first warehouse? Was that kind of a scary uh, jump, or was it something that was, you know, really easy for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So Sebastian got the first warehouse, I believe it was like maybe six or eight months in. He got the first space, it was 1,000 square feet. and, you know, his, his Ted, humble Ted, his uncle was super against it. He was nervous about growing the business. Sebastian just felt like it was the right leap to take. And he took that leap. And about a year later, we moved into a 2,500 square foot warehouse. And then we, we had the opportunity to knock some walls down and expand to 10,000, knock some more walls down, expand it to 15,000. And then almost two years ago, we moved into this facility, which is a little more than 20,000 square feet. So there's fear. There's fear with every move. I can promise you that. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that's uh, I feel like that's something for a lot of a lot of my followers will message me things like that. Like, like, when do you get a space? Like, you know, people that live at home with their parents or like they're in college. They're like they're like, I can't I can't feasibly store all of this stuff. Uh, yeah. And I really think the answer is you get you get more space when you're running out of space, right? So like when we when we moved from when special moved from the basement to the first warehouse, there's no more room in the basement. You know, when we went from warehouse one to warehouse two, there was no more room in warehouse one. And really, where we kind of made a mistake, and this is huge little nugget, is if you think you need five thousand square feet, get seven. You know, if you think you need 10, get 13. Because if you're anything like us, you will be able to scale into your business and it will motivate you even more to fill it up and get shit moving, hire more employees, and just hustle that much harder because now you have to. You're forcing yourself. Yeah, I love that. I remember you telling us that in Nashville 
Um, and that, that was something I never forgot. I literally was just talking about that like the other day. Um, and then last piece, when do you know it's time to start hiring people and outsourcing things? That's a great question. Um, you know, when you don't have time to do anything yourself, you should, you'll get the feeling, you know, you're going to be laying in bed at night, the whole day is going to go by and you're going to realize that you did so many different things that you couldn't even rattle off what you did that day because you were packaging orders, you were printing shipping labels, you were placing wholesale orders, you were contacting new distributors, you know, you were doing all these things and you didn't get to hone in and focus on one thing, the most important thing, which is growing your business. And a lot of people, even myself included, I get caught up in the day-to-day instead of stepping back, hiring someone to do the day-to-day, and focusing on the big picture. Gary V says, it's the second you can afford an employee is when you should get an employee. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. If you have the funding, obviously I wouldn't tell you to hire an employee if you can't afford one. Um, but if you could afford an employee, absolutely, because that employee, you have to value your time. You know, the way I see it is like, let's say cutting your grass for an example. If if you can do something more productive that will make you more money in the hour it will take you to cut your grass, let's just say $25, right? Because that's what it would cost to pay someone else to cut your grass. Pay someone else to cut your grass and go do something more productive, you know, because in that hour you can build wealth instead of wasting and cutting your grass. And the same thing goes for business. Now, do you believe that you should hire, do you believe in hiring an employee and maybe getting paid as much as that employee or even less in pursuit of growing your business? Do you think that's a reasonable sacrifice to outsource things in pursuit and, and taking less money yourself? Yeah, I think it's a listen. It's definitely a reasonable sacrifice, but really, the the type of uh, income that even to bring on an employee, you know, if you should be in a financial situation where you can afford to pay that employee, you know, and still not lose money out of your pocket, where you're not struggling to, you know, go to the grocery store or put gas in the car or take care of your kids or your family or pay your bills, your phone bill. Like you should be in a position where that's not a question before you bring on somebody else's responsibility, because it is a responsibility. You know, you're now allotting time to train them and teach them the processes. And it's, it's time consuming in the beginning. It definitely is. So I do not, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, and if you do do it, don't do it for long. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That was perfect, man. Hey, I really appreciate you coming on, bro. I, I It's been a while since we've been uh, face-to-face, yeah. and this is the best it can get. So, um, yeah, Now, we are going to hop off here. Do you have anything else that you want to say to anybody listening? By the way, uh, Eric, real quick, up? right now, this is the very first episode of my new podcast called Bridging oh, Reality. You're my very first guest, um, nice. so maybe Honest. maybe leave them with a gem of uh, of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I would say fear. You know, fear is paralyzing, and fear will prevent you from excelling in all aspects of your life. And it's important for me, and I think it's important for everybody as a whole to analyze that fear and put that fear on paper and look at that fear, and then consider like, what's the worst that can happen if I work through that fear? Like fear of failure. If I work through it, what happens? I fail. 
it's not the end of the world. I just try again. You know, fear of confrontation. If I confront this person, what's the worst that can happen? They get mad at me. They get angry. They tell me how it is. You know, they don't approve of what I say. Not the end of the world. So it's important to analyze those fears because those fears have prevented me from excelling in my life for years until I really started looking at them and analyzing them and breaking them down. And now they don't hold any weight on my shoulders. They do not keep me down anymore because I understand what they are. So I would say for anybody who has consistent fear, whatever it is, fear of love, fear of friendship, fear of losing somebody, fear of confrontation, fear of success, fear of failure, you know, fear of financial instability, all of those fears, take a look at those fears. Those fears will prevent you from excelling in all aspects of your life. Wow. Words to live by right there. I'm inspired. I can't wait to hang up and, and get to work. <laughs> and uh, for the people commenting that you missed the whole thing, you'll be able to rewatch this on my Instagram. And uh, you'll also be able to listen to the audio version on my podcast. So do not worry. But Eric, I really appreciate your time, brother. Um, We'll have to do this again soon. I know a lot of people are commenting yeah. that they liked it. So, Yeah, listen, I'm game. I'm sure Sebastian will be down to join you on the next one. So just let us know. Whenever you need us, we're happy, man. I appreciate you. Perfect. I respect and love the content you've been putting out. You've been going heavy, my friend. I have. Your hustle. You've been going. You're doing vlogging. You're on YouTube. You're jumping up on the TikTok. you got your Instagram bumping. I love it, man. So mad respect. I appreciate the hustle. I respect it. I appreciate that a lot coming from you, man. Much love. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Jared. I'll catch you, man. All right. Appreciate it, bro.